You're listening to SpartanUpPodcast.com, where we study success and everything required to create it. We interview people from all over the world that are successful, no matter how they define it. We are here in Pittsfield at the Spartan Up Podcast headquarters. Right, Great right headquarters, yeah. we got Sephra, who is our foraging expert. We've got <laughs> Colonel Nye, and then we've got Dr. Johnny Waite, who can fix you no matter what your problem is. <laughs> He's done it for me. Um, this is an interesting podcast. Yeah. It's a big one. Huge. Got invited down to go see Richard Branson on his island. Never. The only caveat was I had to swim to the island. The boat dropped me off. I think it was about nine or 10 miles away. It was an awful swim. It's a good swim. I turn to my left at one point to catch some breath. I don't know, two or three miles in, and I see a fin. Talk about heart pounding, yeah, yeah. right? Turns out he's got some trained shark down there. Yeah, it's there. like yeah, his bodyguard or something. He's a, he's a shark lover. It's um, a robot? or I don't know what it was. But, it's a rare um, endangered I mean, species. Joe became a robot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I started swimming. I looked like an outboard motor. I got to the island anyway. Great interview. Yeah, trained you guys shark. Are, guys are going to love it. Did yeah. you just say dolphin? <laughs> I, I don't know what it was. All right. Well, Richard Branson here. Uh, we're on Spartan Up, the podcast. Thanks for inviting us down to your island. This island is unbelievable. I think it was a, a bit aggressive that you had me swim here. And the last 10 miles having that shark chase me um, definitely was... Uh, it, gives you, it gives you an incentive to get here. <laughs> it gave me an incentive. Was that a real shark? Or was yeah, it was a real shark, but uh, it was a friendly shark. So, so when you first came, what was it like? There was just cacti on it. Um, uh, no beautiful flowers, um, one, one palm tree, um, but, you know, nature had been kind to it. It had the most beautiful reef all the way around it, you know, pristine turquoise blue seas, um, uh, you know, rays, you know, basking in the, in the sun and the, in the water, uh, giant tortoises. I mean, it was, you know, it was to die for. Um, and, you know, once we, you know, managed to start making fresh water, then, uh, you know, we could bring in the trees and the flowers and, um, and create a real Garden of Eden. How difficult was it bringing everything over in those days? I mean, did you stay in a tent when you first <laughs> came here? Um, we did actually stay on a tent on a boat. It took five or six years before we you know, could afford to actually uh, do anything here. Um, so we would literally tent on the beach or get a beaten up old sailing boat to park off the island. Um, and then as you know, I was in the record business and as, you know, Boy George had a hit or Couch Club or Human League or uh, Rolling Stones or, you know, uh, Peter Gabriel or Phil Collins, we, you know, we started building little bits of the island. It's been, it's been pretty special. That's great. So, so it looks like um, you always go out of your comfort zone, right? Coming onto an island that was completely deserted, no fresh water, you didn't even have the money to buy it. And, um, and now you're sleeping on a tent on the beach trying to figure out how to get fresh water here. You do that often. You did it with the airline. I, I mean, I was just somebody that experienced the bad experience of traveling on airlines. Um, I was actually trying to get to the BVI, the British Virgin Islands, one day from Puerto Rico, and the same lovely lady was waiting for me, and I'd been away for three weeks, and American Airlines bumped the flight. And, um, uh, and so I went to the back of the airport. I hired a plane. Um, I hired a blackboard. Uh, I wrote um, Virgin Airlines uh, one way, $29 to the BVI, went around all the people who'd been bumped, and I filled my first plane. And, and that got me thinking, you know, that airlines do bump people. They don't care about you or me, particularly in the air. And so we, um, so I then rang up 
Boeing and said, do you have any second hand 747? No kidding. I mean, it was literally that. You just sat okay. in the airport and said, I'm starting an airline right now because I'm frustrated. Exactly. And I think most, most of the best entrepreneurial ideas come out of frustration. I think, you know, if you're, if you're um, frustrated about something, um, the best way of sorting it out is get out and, and do it. And you've got yourself a business. So, so um, out of your comfort zone, right, in a brand new industry, probably going up against British Airways, American Airlines at that time, how, how tough was that? Very quickly, I realized that BA, you know, were determined to put us out of business. Um, they threw everything they could at us. Um, you know, they illegally accessed our computer information. They rang up our passengers pretending to be from Virgin when they were actually from BA, telling them that our flights were canceled and switching them to BA. Uh, they went through my rubbish bins looking for incriminating evidence. They went to our nightclubs looking into our rubbish bins there to see if they could find any needles so they could you know, spread stories about drugs in our clubs. I mean, it was extraordinary the lengths this so-called upper, upper crust British company went to to get rid of its competitor. And we, we took them to court and uh, we won the biggest damages in, in uh, history and we distributed it to all our staff at Christmas time and it was known as the... British Airways Christmas bonus, and um, uh, and it was um, a great fillip for the staff, and and it shut shut British Airways up. They, they you know, they they now compete with us fairly, uh, toughly, and and and, and um, but uh, not uh, not in the underhand way they used to do. So you're no stranger to um, difficulties and challenges, and and uh, and you fight back. What what motivates then the next giant challenge, which is uh, space travel? Um, you weren't bumped well, off a flight to the moon. <laughs> no, I wasn't bumped off a flight to the moon, but but uh, the governments that that run space travel were not interested in you or me going to the moon. Um, uh, you know, they've only you know uh, China, Russia, and America have only put five hundred people into space since space travel began, and um, and I want to go to the moon. I want to go to space, and I don't want to. Um, uh, and, and so I thought, you know, let, let's embark on trying to build our own spaceship. Um, and so, you know, it's been a longer voyage than I thought it would be. I thought we'd be able to get it done quicker. Um, uh, but, um, you know, but, and, um, but it's going to be all the more satisfying when we pull it off, hopefully later this year. Um, and, um, and we've got, you know, 300 wonderful engineers beavering away in the Mojave Desert. Um, They've, they've created a beautiful spaceship, beautiful mothership, um, beautiful spaceport. Um, we've got nearly 800 um, astronauts in waiting, um, and you know it'll be, you know, the mo you know the most exciting thing I've done in my lifetime. And um, and you know the rush of just the first journey. I mean, it, we're going to go from naught um, to three and a half thousand miles an hour in in seven and a half seconds. So it's going to be. Yeah, some trip. <laughs> awesome. And and you're the you're the first. You're gonna go up first. Yeah, I plan to go up first. Hope, hopefully with my children. Do they know they're they're first? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, they they they're, they're, they fortunately they've taken more after myself than my wife. Um, uh, you know, I, I I'm quite an adventurous person, uh, and they're they're also very adventurous. Um, you know, we've we've done wonderful adventures together. We've you know we 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 climbed Mont Blanc last year. We Kite surfed across the English Channel together. Um, we ran, ran, ran the um, you know the marathon together. Um, you know, so we have some great, we have some incredible adventures together. And I suspect, 
you know, when we, when we look back at things, it, it's those adventures that are actually um, more satisfying than anything else we've done in our lives together. I mean, and, and it's, you know, it's just, a, it's just great to be able to have those incredible experiences with your adult children. So that, that's a big um, discussion within the Spartan community. Our, our uh, four million Spartans will uh, sometimes discuss how hard is too hard with children. We've got a lot of parents in the community and, and I push my kids pretty hard because I want to get out and do things like you suggested, marathons. How hard is too hard? You, your kids are now in their 20s? Oh, they're in their 20s. I mean, let, let me tell you a story which, um, I mean, there was a 15-year-old Australian girl um, who uh, decided that she wanted to sail around the world on her own. Um, her parents were absolutely being crucified by the Australian press for allowing this girl, this girl to do this. Um, and I actually intervened and said, look, you know, there aren't many people in their lifetime that, that, that can have this kind of opportunity. Um, you know, let her do it. Um, and, um, and, you know, if she, you know, if she doesn't come back, she would have had the most incredible life you know, more incredible than almost anybody else on earth. And, you know, let, let her do it. And, um, and she ended up doing it. Uh, and, of course, you know, because she came back, her parents were then became her heroes. I mean, they would have been zeros if, it, if she hadn't come back, but they were absolute heroes as, as long, alongside her. The press completely forgot about the fact that they'd, um, uh, you know, that they'd been uh, crucifying, caught, caught crucifying yeah. them. Yeah. Um, and... So I mean, my, you know, I mean, it's it, it's awful when one of the when one of these things go wrong and somebody um, comes to grief. But um, but I think those people who uh, you know uh, um, who you know push themselves beyond their limits uh, get much more out of life. Uh, those people who say yes rather than watching other people do it, um, uh, and um, and it's worth you know it's it, it's worth the risk. My producer says we need a lot of reviews on iTunes so that Apple will make it easy for you to find our show. Can you help us out by subscribing and writing a review? We'd really appreciate it. Thanks a lot. I hope you're not sitting still while you listen. If you are, you better get a burpee break in. I'm a big believer. We're big believers in pushing the limits and being completely out of comfort. I was out of my comfort zone this morning. Um, how far is too far? Well, you know, in business, uh, four words are very important, and that, that's protecting the downside. Um, and um, and when, you're, when you're embarking on a personal adventure, those four words are even more important. Protecting the downside is, is effectively protecting your life. So you'd be irresponsible if you embark on a grand adventure not to have thought through uh, you know, what if, you know, what, 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 you know, what, what if the balloon uh, goes into the sea? What if, uh, you know, you end up in a mountain? Um, uh, you, know, um, you know, what if, what if, what if? And, um, uh, and so, you know, if you're trying to do something for the first time, it is very likely that there's going to be, that things are going to go wrong um, because um, otherwise it would have been done before. Um, and, um, but, it, but it's critical that, uh, you, 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 you do everything you can to survive. Um, and if in the end you don't survive, you know, it's critical that you know that you, you did it, you know, you, you gave it your absolute best shot um, to, to um, you know, to come back and tell the tale. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, 
I wonder sometimes people, I know any little success I've had compared to you, it's been minuscule. Um, has by, the, been, by the way, that's rubbish, but carry on. <laughs> <laughs> has been, but though, because um, you can talk yourself out of doing something, right? If you, you protect the downside, you have to look at what if, what if, what if. But you could easily, if you do that too long, say, you know what, this is just not worth it. So there's that balance, right? Where yeah, and, and I mean, you know, if, you know, if you talk yourself out of it, Fair enough. You know, I mean, you've looked, you know, you, you, you um, I mean, there was one occasion where I should have talked myself out of something. I mean, um, I arrived in Las Vegas and I was, you know, any, any time I launched a new company, uh, there's a, a stunt prepared for me. And, um, uh, and I was told I was going to jump off um, uh, a building that was 100 stories high, which in itself is okay. Uh, but the wind was about 50 miles an hour and, uh, and I didn't have the guy I normally use as my stuntman with me. And, and as I was going up the lift to the top of this building, uh, the Palms, um, um, I just felt incredibly uncomfortable. And uh, I didn't know these people and I just said to them, look, look I'm really sorry, I, I, I need to go back to a room just to think about this. And they said, well, look, all the press are waiting on the top. I said, you know, I just want to go back to the room to think about it. So I went back to the room and I paced up and down trying to think, um, you know, what am I going to do? And somebody came in and said, look, the press just want to take a picture of you on the roof. And, you know, I knew straight away I was going to make the wrong decision. I, I mean, you know, the moment I was on that roof, I knew I was going to jump. Um, so anyway, I went up to the roof. Um, there, was, there was quite a high wall all around the top of the roof. And somebody said, you know, look, there's no wind. And I went, oh, well, I, you know, I know why there's no wind, but OK, all right, I'll jump. So... So I jumped, and uh, the wind slammed me into the building halfway down. Um, and you know, I arrived at the bottom. I mean, fortunately, my, it was my backside that hit the building. Um, and you know, thick pair of jeans like this, uh, completely to tathers, my bum raw, uh, blood everywhere. Um, and I just felt like a rag doll. I felt so stupid. But so, so sometimes you're, you're, you know, sometimes your better instincts should. You've got to listen to them and. You know, if you if you keep questioning something and you feel the risks are unacceptably high, you've got to be man and man enough to say no. Pull the plug. All right. Well, let's go right into morning routine. What do you, what do you do in the morning? I, I saw you were sweating early this morning. Every time I see you, you're working out <laughs> like a Spartan. What's people want a blueprint in our community on how to how to tackle their day? Well, uh, look. For, first of all. Um, uh, um, you know, I've, I've always felt that you've got to be you've got to be fit. So, um, you know, if you if you if you're fit, you can achieve anything. You know, the, 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 that wonderful feeling of the endorphins, you know, screaming through your body. I mean, what better way of starting the day? So, I mean, my own personal way of getting fit is, you know, I wake up, uh, uh, you know, really early every day, uh, and I play tennis with somebody who's. Um, a lot younger and a lot fitter than me, and we play singles, and you know we give it every everything we can, and you know end up uh, you know and 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 end up um, you know sweating big time and and having a lot of fun at this at, uh, you know as well, and then if the wind is up, you know I'll go for a kite surf, um, uh, you know kiting's um, you know a lovely way just to get a, get away from you know the mobile phones and 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 just get you know get out on the sea. Um, and um, 
Uh, and then, you know, after that, you know, come back, have, have a, you know, have, have a sort of nice healthy breakfast, generally, sometimes, uh, you know, sometimes the, uh, not so healthy. You found your and, kryptonite. Uh, <laughs> and, um, uh, and um, you know, and then, and then I'm ready, you know, then I'm ready for the day. And, um, you know, I'm lucky I, I work, I've always worked from home. I work on this beautiful island. I've got my d delightful, uh, you know, t um, very, very small team here. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll, um, in, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get work done. We always have interesting people on the island. Um, I met you on, on, on the island um, uh, a few months ago. So, I mean, it, it, there's always interesting people to learn from. Um, and then in the evening, you know, back on the, back on the tennis court. I mean, just, you know, I just love to, you know, love, love doing fun, find, finding fun ways of keeping fit. And, um, and then if I'm not on the island, you know, quite often we'll set, you know, every year we set ourselves a challenge. So, um, uh, and by setting ourselves a challenge, and normally it's a family challenge, you then have to spend the three months, you know, getting fit for that challenge. And uh, so I think, um, you know, I think having, having a challenge to aim for is, is, is always great. That's, um, that's our big push in Spartan, is um, we ask people to sign up for three races a year because I know that that then starts a whole slew of dominoes into yeah. effect, right? That got to wake up, don't yeah. have that extra glass of wine go to bed a little earlier. And, and without that, it is hard to stay yeah. motivated. No, I mean, look, I'm, I'm uh, uh, you know, I did the, as I said, I ran the marathon a couple of years ago. I mean, I, I hadn't done any running for years. Um, you know, the first time I did, I ran a mile. Um, you know, it, I thought, how am I ever going to get, you know, 26 miles? Um, you know, then you build up to the two miles, four miles, whatever. And, uh, and, you know, and, and suddenly your, your, fit, your body, your fitness just comes back. It's just fantastic. There's almost like a negative correlation where you see executives aren't that fit in general. I don't know if you, if you see that. You might not see it on the island, but, but we see it. And um, I don't think they realize that, and I think you agree with me, a healthy uh, mind comes from living inside a healthy body. I mean, you, you know, you can, you can skip cocktail parties. I mean, you know, once you've done a few... Uh, you know, it's, they're not that much fun. I mean, but but it's a hell of a lot of fun getting you know getting fit and getting healthy. Um, and you know, if you are fit and healthy, a you're going to you know perform in your life many many years longer than you would otherwise. Um, secondly, whilst you're whilst you're you know relatively young, you're going to perform a hell of a lot better. Um, uh, you're going to feel better. You're going to look better. You know, you're going to you're going to you're just going to get. Um, you, you're going to be that much more successful, and um, it's just worth finding an hour or two a day for yourself. You've been extremely successful. You've got some rules in life. Obviously, you wake up early, you stay fit. Is taking the cookie now, or just that instant gratification? Maybe having that extra glass of wine at night. Maybe staying up late. Is that a is that something we should avoid? Well, look, I don't think you need to get uh, boring, boringly fit. I mean, I think um, it's important that uh, that. You, you, that you party, you party a bit as well as um, keep fit, and um, and you know you 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 know so you need to get that balance in life. Um, uh, I mean, on Necker Island, every night's a party. So uh, you know, I, I learn, I've learned the trick about how to um, you know disappear off to the loo and then not come back again. And um, you know, so I think everything everything's a balance, um, and. Um, uh, and so I think, you know, I think play hard, you know, play hard, party hard, work hard. I mean, you, you, you can do them all. 
if you had to pick one secret to success, one thing that the Spartan community could do to help them in their job, help them uh, in their business, help them with their life, what, what would it, what, is it? Is it being fit? Is it taking, you know, stepping out of your comfort zone? Is it, what do you think it would be? I think, I think the, I think looking, looking for the best in other people. I, I think, um, um, uh, you know, I, I find, you know, throughout my life by never thinking ill of other people, by looking for the best, by, you know, praising other people, by, um, you know, I mean, even people who, you know, have been written off by most people, um, you know, there's always something, always something special you can find in, in other people. And, um, and life's um, short and, you know, and, and the world is much smaller than uh, one realizes. And you're going to come across, you know, come across people time and time again in the most surprising places. And, um, and I've found that just by hopefully never falling out with anybody, um, uh, you, know, um, life, you know, life's that much more enjoyable and, and special. And as a leader, um, it's, it's, even, it's even more critical to, um, you know, to be out there uh, motivating, praising, um, inspiring. So avoid, avoid holding the grudge and uh, don't burn any bridges. And yeah, I think if you, fall, if you do fall out with somebody in life, um, and even if you think it's their fault, um, you know, just give them a ring. You know, go out to lunch with them. This could be your ex-partner, your ex-wife, your you know, and and befriend them, and you know, and and you'll just find. Um, uh, I mean, I, I mentioned you know early on in the interview, you know, our battle with British Airways and the lengths they went to put us out of business. After we won the court case, I made a point of ringing the chairman of British Airways and inviting him out to lunch um, and saying. You know, let's let's shake hands, and in fact, let's go further than that. Let's let's set up a charity together. Um, and in the last ten years of his life, we, you know, we became good friends. Um, uh, we did good things together, um, and you know that we put we put a bad moment behind us. And um, and it was definitely the right thing to do. And and I find that people who take take that attitude, um, uh, uh, you know, are, are, are that much happier for it. That could be one of the rarest qualities out there. There's not too many people could drop their ego and do that. So, um. give you one example. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, very fortunate um, to know Archbishop Tutu and, and Nelson Mandela, and and uh, they did this in a much bigger scale. I mean, they they basically said when they took control of South Africa. Um, you know, rather than doing what, say, America would do, which would be to execute our enemies, um, we will um, we will hold truth and reconciliation um, commissions uh, where people who'd committed atrocities against the black man will come. Uh, they will apologize. Um, they will embrace, and they will be forgiven. Um, and and in that in that they they in that way they managed to. Um, uh, to mend their country, and South Africa is now, um, you know, a, a wonderful country of black and white people uh, working together, playing together, marrying together, um, and you know the past has been put behind them. <clears throat> Powerful, because um, even if no one watched this interview, which is not going to be the case, um, I've got a few things going on in my life that yeah. that w very hard for me to, to I'm pretty competitive I'm sure you're competitive mm -hmm. and so that's that would probably be my biggest challenge but listening to you um, 
it obviously works mm -hmm. yeah. if, you, if you can get past right the past yeah life's short you're right and people will be suspicious i mean if you ring up you know somebody you've fallen out with and you know they, they, they initially you know they're going to want to know you know why it is that you want to see see them for lunch and you know what's what what, what what's the axe you've got to grind and and you just um you know anyway so it but you know but you've just got to get through that and get past and it and move on that and move on exactly move on what's your greatest failure and what could we what could we learn from that because uh, we all have failures um you've had luckily more successes than than failures well i mean in our attempt to be uh, the f first of all, the first across the Atlantic in a hot air balloon, then the Pacific, and then you know, the f trying to be in the first around the world in a hot air balloon. I mean, we had um, yeah, many sort of many failures on the way. Um, I th in fact, I think I got picked out of the sea five times by helicopters. So um, you know, so we we we, we um, uh, but nobody had done it before, and and you know, so if you if you're going to attempt something that hasn't been done before, you're going to have to accept it's difficult, and um, uh, and uh, there were some uh, yeah frighteningly sweaty moments, um, but we somehow managed to you know protect the downside and survive at least get get home, um, you know. But we did get the record for the first Atlantic crossing, the first Pacific crossing. Um, we came. To within one day of being the first to go around the world in a balloon, and uh, and we just hit a blanket, a blanket wall of air just off America, um, and the balloon just you know flying at 100 feet wouldn't go through this wall of air. Flying at 35,000 feet, it wouldn't go through this wall, and we ended up um, crashing in the sea just off Hawaii on Christmas Day, um, and uh, fortunately being rescued by helicopter, um, and um, uh, and. It didn't matter. I mean, it's it's it, it's um, you know somebody else um, a few months later managed to go the whole way around the world. Um, you know the, the the what what you know the satisfaction we got was from you know trying these things from these incredible adventures. I mean, we've flown over the Atlas the Atlas Mountains. We've flown over Mount Everest K two in you know in in, in the journey. Um, I mean, you know, just you know a, a, a completely ridiculous journey of a lifetime. Um, and I remember actually saying the day before, you know, we thought we were going to get the record. Somehow, you know, actually I didn't say it. I was going to sleep. I remember thinking it. You know, if we succeed, it, it's almost too good. You know, we, we you know, like, uh, um, you know, it, it was it, so awesome. It, yeah. yeah, it didn't matter. You know, yeah. it was it was it was almost like, um, you know, we, we, I almost felt like we would have been spoiled to succeed because life's been so bloody good anyway. So. So, so, so somehow it was just it was somehow it was it was the right justice that we ended up in the sea and somebody completely unknown then beat us to it. I read somewhere I don't know if it was your your mom did it with you or you did it with your children where you dropped them off a couple of miles from the house and they had to make their way. Was that you that? No, it was my mom. <laughs> your, your mom did it to you. And and so um, how far should we push as parents with with uh, stuff like that, like dropping them off, um, having them find their own way? Well, my mum would have been arrested today if she'd done that. Um, but um, but she she was a great believer in you know you know she wouldn't let us watch television. We had to be out there doing things. Um, you know, if if she felt it was reasonably safe, and we were two two miles from somewhere, she would push us out of the car and tell us to you know make our own way there. And and if we got lost, you know, she'd make sure that she had a backup plan. So 
uh, and life was that much more fun. You know, you should put us on a bike and tell us to ride a hundred miles. You know, somewhere. Um, and you know, it, it made you the way you are. You think that that made the fabric, the DNA, in, yeah, into I think, who you are. I, I think it. I think it. Um, I think it definitely helped. You know, and um, uh, and um, and you know, yes, there's always a risk when parents do that with their kids, but. You know the alternative of, of wrapping them up in cotton wool, you know, not letting them get out and play, uh, is very sad. And so we would argue in the Spartan community that um, that's what's happening, right? People are bubble wrapped. Uh, you weren't, obviously. Your mom had you biking a hundred miles. Um, you know, is there a demise in, in in the future here for us? We've got thirty percent obesity rates coming. Like, like what? Where do you think this is headed? It's just. Um, um, well, there could be a horrible demise for you know millions and millions of people if they don't look after themselves, and that's very sad for that individual. And uh, and you know and, and it's pretty irresponsible as well because we you know we know you know we know what happens if you let yourself go. I mean you know what, something like one in three people in the Caribbean have got diabetes too, um, and uh, and. And actually, in the Caribbean, it's difficult to get healthy food, and so you can sort of understand it. But somewhere like America, you know, where where you do have choice, um, you know, it 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 it, it it's, it's irresponsible to let yourself go or let your children go in that way. Yeah, sad. You know, I mean, it's it's difficult when you go out, but I mean, at, you know, most of the time people spend eating at home, and 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 there, you can you can plan what you eat and what your children eat, and um, and just. <laughs> just do everything you can to avoid sugar. I mean, sugar is just the the, the lethal the lethal thing. I just read somewhere on sugar. I read a um, hundred plus years ago we would eat two pounds of sugar per year. We now eat on average a half a pound per day. Uh, no, I mean it's got. It, 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 I mean now we know the real dangers of sugar. Yeah. Uh, I mean we we knew the dangers of cigarettes, and I think uh, by and large people you know, do not want to commit suicide, and, and they've given up smoking cigarettes. Um, uh, we now know that the dangers of sugar are just about as bad, and by and large, people have not given up eating sugar, and whereas they should give up eating sugar, and they've just got to do everything they can. I mean, you know, uh, within about four days of giving up sugar in your tea or your coffee, you'll find the tea or coffee tastes better. So, uh, it, you know, you can wean yourself off without any, any downside you know, um, Effects, yeah. effect yeah. whatsoever. Well, um, and there goes the lecture. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And and um, can we not put the shark back in the water when I swim out of here? I will think about that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank anyway, you. Cheers. Thanks. Look, I spend all my life trying to protect sharks. So don't make sharks sound, <laughs> sound so bad. I've been afraid of sharks for a long time. <laughs> all right, Necker Island. Uh, that was a great. That was a great interview, Joe. Just great. Uh, phenomenal. I, yeah, I'm thinking Best pretty one awesome. I've seen yet. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, Branson's a true inspiration. He's kind of one of those thought leaders of our generation, I think, that just pushes the envelope and um, has done phenomenal things and acknowledges failure. And, uh, you know, I think, what did he say? He said, the best entrepreneurial ideas come out of frustration. And I think that's a, that's a really interesting concept. Too bad you're never frustrated with Spartan yeah, Race. Yeah, exactly. I'm never frustrated. <laughs> I've, got it, I've got it really easy. Things just happen on their own. 
all that's cool, but his island is yeah. unbelievable. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it, unbelievable. And he's done he's done a huge um, conservation. He has done a huge conservation effort down there. And the interesting thing about that island is when he first bought it, it was pretty much barren, and he has planted an unbelievable. I mean, you saw it; it's pretty lush down there, isn't it? it it's funny. We talked a little bit earlier, um, Tim, about. Um, Sometimes that when somebody has a huge level of success, financial success, right. sometimes we discount the other things they do because it's like, well, yeah, anyone will work hard for that. He's kind of an interesting exception where, you know, there are guys who they make a pile of money on Wall Street. They go build a great big house. And that's kind of all it's about making money and building that house. Right. But he's willing to risk it. Oh, well, a willing to risk it and B just the contribution he's trying to make to the world, right. you know, whether it's through the space travel, like really pushing a brand new frontier, taking huge risks right. there. Obviously there's some recent news about that we may touch on, but, um, but a guy who's impacted our society in so many positive ways, I feel, um, what else are you going to do on this planet? That, that I, I, uh, wrestle with this all the time because I say, um, it would be a shame to have this gift life. Cause not everybody has, uh, arms, legs, all the gifts that we have and not do that, not push yeah. the envelope, right? Not help society. Yeah, well, the person who complains about their day and says, oh, there just aren't enough hours in the day. And you know, they have a job and a couple of kids to feed and there aren't enough hours in the day. Here's a guy with 200 companies, you know, is doing incredible things. It's the exact same number of hours in the day that I have. We've talked earlier about being bored. We've talked earlier about making sure that you don't leave anything undone. Um, anytime that we really need to look where the bar is, you look at someone like that and say, Maybe I could be doing a little bit more if I'd uh, yeah, get off my assets. That's, yeah. that's, that's trust in his subordinates, all right? I yeah, mean, he's had huge. to build those companies, and then he's had to build the trust, the culture of trust, and he has to know that, that every one of those subordinate entrepreneurs, if you will, yeah. understand, again, what his standards are and yeah. what he's trying to achieve, and then they've all got to buy into it, and he's just got to kind of sit back and, and manage all of them. I shouldn't say I sit back. He's got to actively... Uh, manage all of them but you're right what a, what a monumental task when you talk about finding the best in people right and and that's as you're building this company um that has to be a challenge too because you're always wanting to ride people and get the most out of them but you have to find the right people in the first place and see the best in them so how would you relate that to your experience you know i i um it's going to sound a little bit like a cop-out but i think about branson i i actually had this conversation with him offline we didn't videotape it where i said you know spartan is growing like a weed it's extremely hard to not be involved 24 7 take 600 emails a day and he said you've got to delegate more and um and the next day when i saw him he was struggling he was talking to um his uh daily planners about how many flights he had to take so i think it's i think it's easier to say hey you just got to delegate but in reality it's a lot of work no matter how you slice it absolutely i think um he's got such a reputation that it's um slightly easier for people to row the boat in the same direction right because uh, everybody knows who he is i think in the early days when we look at spartan when we formed it it was hard Mm -hmm. To, to A, get people to get on the boat. They didn't know yeah, if the sure. boat was going to float or sink, right? right? And B, are, are they going to row? And what are they rowing for? And and as each month goes by and we survive and we get a little bit better and they see the emails come in and the lives are changing, um, the people that work for us are amazing because they are just doing their job. And so, and so now any um, struggles we have, and we have struggles every day like anybody else, are really um, are really stuff we have to deal with as management yeah. and, and, um, and kind of navigate... Uh, the storms because we're in we're in a daily storm here well but in that daily storm and this is something i think he's a really great inspiration for he looks like he's having fun 
just generally, and I, and I know that you know there's a lot of work that yeah. goes behind that, yeah. but really enjoying life, and um, and I think that's super important. And you've been in on Wall Street, and you've been around other executives, and they're the guys who get out of shape, they get grumpy. Yeah, sure, they're making a ton of money, but they're not having fun. No. And um, he talked about staying fit and healthy, but um, also the idea about understanding that there are going to be problems, and that I, I love. There's a quote that says, "Having problems isn't a problem." The problem is thinking that having problems is a problem. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> it's just, just like get that there are going to be problems, can't right? Get it on a bumper sticker. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and and I think it also goes back to the fact that you know he loves his family and they set goals together as a family. And um, I have some friends who work down on his island and they said that they they really are just a f- phenomenal group of people. Mm-hmm. And um, it's it's amazing. You know they they say that they set goals, take risks. His support of of that young girl who sailed around the world, right? I mean that that's super cool. That you know to to be when he when he uh, hot air ballooned around the world, mm-hmm. right? You're, you're I love willing, that story. I mean, yeah, 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 you're willing to you're willing to take risks, and even if you don't get to your finish line, right? He's, mm-hmm. he's still. I love still that he hit. I, I don't. You guys just watched the video, but but when he hit the wall, right? When him and Stephen Foster were gonna were gonna set the record, mm-hmm. and they hit the wall, and he, he thought to himself, you know what? It's been too perfect. We flew over the Himalayas. Everything has been fantastic. It's almost it would be unfair if we <laughs> if we set this record. Yeah, yeah. And so they were okay with with falling short. Yeah. Well, and, and obviously... We just keep cutting. No, sorry. No, I'm, no, 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 I'm fine. I'm fine. Go. Well, all I was going to say is that, I mean, there's some big news recently with uh, with this space program, mm-hmm. with, a, with a, a, a tragic disaster. And yet, here's a guy who he's put his own life on the line again and again to push us forward. And um, what's your take on that? Having met him and then having seen that must have been kind of... Well, when I saw the news, I immediately thought to myself, um, he'll be okay, because, because having sat down with him, having talked talk through it, he's just got uh, the right head on his shoulders, and he understands this, and, and, um, and he knew that there was going to be danger. When you push anything, right, there will be danger, um, and uh, I'm sure they took 100, 200, 500 test flights, so mm-hmm. it wasn't... It wasn't that they were not cutting. negligent. Yeah, not negligent. They weren't cutting corners, and the hard thing to do, though, is to get back on the horse. And um, but I'm sure I'm sure they're already planning the next mission. Well, that's that's already. what ma- that's what makes him that that. Well, one, he's a world class explorer, but exactly. but he's a world class leader. Right. So people and you talked about that he looks like he's having fun. That's part of his leadership. Sure. And so people are attracted to that, right? Yep. And world class people are attracted to that. So he gets to mm-hmm. pick and choose some pretty pretty good staff to have around him because sure. people are attracted to, to winners essentially mm-hmm. you want to be on that winning team right sure so I mean he has pushed the envelope out there but he's done it personally he put his own company and his money on on the line but he's also put his own life on there and when you see somebody willing to risk it all themselves it's so much easier to get behind that guy sure. you know Leader, so, leaders eat last right, right? Yeah. Yeah. and I want to show because um we talk about putting yourself around people who are already further down the road than you want to be. We talked about that with a squash before you play against people who are better than you. So here's a guy who, you know, not many people have reached his level of business success. And you're at a level of business success with Spartan Race beyond what most people ever get to. So you found a guy who's playing a bigger game. What's the biggest thing that you took away from that meeting? You, you came back, obviously you went down to learn something and came back a better person for it. What would you say is the most immediately applicable thing that you learned? I would say the biggest thing for me is he says, um, don't burn bridges, yeah. mm-hmm. right? Uh, build bridges. And even, even people that you're not getting along with, you're having disputes with, um, try to solve those problems. Now, uh, after I left the interview, I found out that the dispute he was having with British Airways resulted in in Virgin and Richard being awarded $500 million. Yeah. Certainly it's easier to build a bridge with $500 million than it is without $500 million. So, um, but that doesn't mean we can't do that. And, and I've always been a big believer in um, 
the past is the past. Let's just move forward. Yeah. Um, met that Olympic wrestler who, who said to me, look, you're running downfield. You're trying to score goals. If, if there's stuff in the way, just detach yourself from it and just keep, keep moving forward. It's easy to get stuck yeah. and, and dwell on fights and this and mm-hmm. that, but it's just a waste of time. To hear more great stories, go to SpartanUpPodcast.com. You're going to see uh, some notes from this interview, our takeaways, a uh, chance in the interactive corner to let us know what you learned from it. And uh, of course, you're going to find all kinds of other great videos there too. We're doing, uh, how many podcasts, Joe? Uh, we're going to do 500 podcasts before we take a break. So um, we're going to pretty much work nonstop. We're not going to sleep. We'll just drink we're coffee. Not gonna do gonna the, <laughs> we're not going to change. We're not going to change. You're going to see us we're like this. We're going to stay right here. Kodak. 500 podcasts until awesome. we're done. Life right. is an endurance sport. Come join us at SpartanUpPodcast.com.